even further down, like when I have really bad days, my first thing to do is want to go to the gym and want to lift weights because I know that it'll change, you know, how I'm feeling at the end of the workout. Hey everyone, this is Angela, the host of the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, a space designed to encourage and inspire women of color to prioritize their overall health and wellness while pursuing higher education. Before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you to Career Day hosted by The Financial Diet on May 15th. On that day, there will be over 15 sessions, a virtual goodie bag, downloadable workbook, and interactive Slack workspace, all focused on building, transforming, and rebooting your career. On top of that, I will be speaking on a segment called Doing Grad School the Smart Way, where I will touch on topics related to wellness and budgeting in grad school. If you can't make it on the 15th, that's okay. A replay will be available to anyone who registers. So if you're interested, you can use my code GRADGIRL, one word in all caps, for a discount on your ticket. With that said, let's get into the episode. So hi, Brianna, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, how are you? I'm doing okay, I'm slowly making my way through this dissertation drama, but I'm making it. <laughs> cool, so um, like I mentioned, like I'm really happy that you're here to talk um, on the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast. So just to kind of um, jump into things, the first question I have um, is if you could please tell us a little bit about yourself, your discipline and what year you are. Um, I am Brianna. Um, I would consider myself a third year doctoral student, but I'm really a first year doctor of public health student because I switched over last semester. Um, my focus is hopefully going to be maternal mortality rates of Black women. And I feel like that's important to, to talk about. So that's been my passion for the past year or so. No, I, I think that's awesome. That's something um, I think about a lot, right? And hopefully, um, Grad Girl Wellness can kind of like, you know, do its part um, to get people thinking about health and wellness. Um, yes. Okay. So then, so thinking about kind of like health and women as part of your research, how does that work for you, right? So what's your relationship to health and wellness and like self-care in grad school? Um, health and wellness is extremely important for me. Um, I come from a family of very overweight um, individuals. Everybody either has diabetes or heart problems or, or, or something health related that's easily preventable. Um, so I try to make it a point to exercise at least five days a week, um, keep my diet, I would say probably 80% healthy, but because there's still some foods that I still have to sneak in there. So I kind of try to fit it in when I can. And I'm still working on the self-care part. I think that's the hardest part is allowing yourself that me time to just kind of take a break away, a break from everything. Um, my self-care is probably going to get my nails done or get a pedicure or get my hair done. So that's kind of where my self-care outside of the gym and diet come in at. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But have you always kind of had that approach to wellness or has this kind of been like a journey for you? It has been an up and up and down journey for me. Um, I think because I was the heavier of my sisters growing up, I was always kind of teased a little bit because I was the thicker one. So as I 
got to be a teenager, that's when I started kind of trying to figure out what dieting actually was, but it wasn't really to lose weight. It was more to feel better, you know, about what I was, what I was doing. Um, but it, it definitely hasn't been easy. I had to get used to the ups and downs because weight loss and health is definitely not linear. You're going to backtrack and, you know, it, it's, it's more of a mental thing than it is anything else. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how has that been working out for you in grad school? Because that's a whole other mental gymnastics experience. Grad school is definitely a beast in itself. Um, sometimes it leaves you just extremely mentally exhausted to where you really have to force yourself to take a break in and focus on, you know, the inside. Um, I try to make it a point to be at the gym at six o'clock in the morning. Some days it doesn't happen because I'm just so tired from the night before. And um, throughout the day, I try to sneak in breaks where I can read a little bit from, uh, from from my classes. And if I don't get as much done as I want in the day, I will set my alarm to where I wake up at maybe three or four o'clock in the morning when everything is quiet to where I can just focus on knocking out discussions or add a little paragraph to my paper here and there. So graduate work has, you know, definitely really changed how I schedule my day altogether. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. And so I know that like a lot of what you're doing when you are at the gym, right, is weight training. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to get a little bit more into that. Um, Could you just tell us like how you got started? Um, my dad is, or he was, he was a bodybuilder. So I started like at 13 going to the gym with him, just trying to, I guess, be up under him a lot. And he was always in there lifting weights. So naturally I started to lift weights too. And it just became a way. Have you always kind of had that approach to wellness or has this kind of been like a journey for you? It has been an up and up and down journey for me. Um, I think because I was the heavier of my sisters growing up, I was always kind of teased a little bit because I was the thicker one. So as I got to be a teenager, that's when I started kind of trying to figure out what dieting actually was, but it wasn't really to lose weight. It was more to feel better, you know, about what I was, what I was doing. Um, But it it definitely hasn't been easy. I had to get used to the ups and downs because weight loss and health is definitely not linear. You're going to backtrack and, you know, it's, it's more of a mental thing than it is anything else. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how has that been working out for you in grad school? Because that's a whole other mental gymnastics experience. Grad school is definitely a beast in itself. Um, Sometimes it leaves you just extremely mentally exhausted to where you really have to force yourself to take a break in and focus on, you know, the inside. Um, I 
try to make it a point to be at the gym at six o'clock in the morning. Some days it doesn't happen because I'm just so tired from the night before. And um, throughout the day, I try to sneak in breaks where I can read a little bit from, uh, from, my, from my classes. And if I don't get as much done as I want in the day, I will set my alarm to where I wake up at maybe three or four o'clock in the morning when everything is quiet to where I can just focus on knocking out discussions or add a little paragraph to my paper here and there. So graduate work has, you know, definitely really changed how I schedule my day all together. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And so I know that like a lot of what you're doing when you are at the gym, right, is weight training. And I wanted mm -hmm. to get a little bit more into that. Um, could you just tell us like how you got started? Um, my dad is or he was he was a bodybuilder. So I started like at 13 going to the gym with him just trying to, I guess, be up under him a lot. And he was always in there lifting weights. So naturally, I started to lift weights, too. And it just became a way of not necessarily releasing aggression, but it was just a way of putting all of that pent up energy into something that was constructive. So it from from then it just kind of became something that I love to do. And even further down, like when I have really bad days, my first thing to do is want to go to the gym and want to lift weights because I know that it'll change, you know, how I'm feeling at the end of the workout. Like I might go in and I might be really upset about something or the day just didn't go how I wanted it to go. And by the time I leave the gym, you know, I've put a lot of things into perspective and I feel like I'm able to function better with everything else that I have to do that day. Now, I think it's really interesting to hear you talk about the ways in which like the you can use your like fitness regimen to work through other parts of your life. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that like it's a resource not just for like weight loss. Right. But like stress management for like helping you think through um other things that are going on in your life. And I also like that it started so young, right? I think our familial familial influences um, have a big impact on us. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, I feel like I have both sides of it because my mom's side, they are not very active at all, but my dad's side is. So that's, that's the side I kind of took after. And I try to get my mom's side on the healthier side, but, you know, it works for maybe like a week or two and then they go back to their old habits. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So kind of thinking about like community and like other people, um, do you have a community of like other weightlifters or like how, how does that work? Um, honestly, my community of weightlifters I found on Instagram. So in my area not so much but when I like post on Instagram the the other weightlifters that comment I'm really close to I guess through social media and then um I used to live in Texas so a lot of the people I keep in touch with from Texas they they uh bodybuild and weightlift too so it's easy to stay motivated because they um they post their own videos and you know they are trying to live healthy just like I am. So it's, it's easy 
to be motivated when you see, you know, people around you and people that you know actually trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great. I was asking because a lot of the convo in grad school is about isolation, right? Um, and like how we have to do this work by ourselves. And so I think it's mm-hmm. great that you are able to like have this network of people like across the country rather. Mm-hmm. Um, isolation is is definitely a a major part of it and a lot of well I won't say a lot of the books that I've read the the one that I was reading about a a qualitative dissertation it talks about how a lot of the the, a lot of the individuals that didn't actually go on to complete their dissertation felt like they were isolated they felt like um, you know they had to learn everything on their own because they felt like they were you know your dissertation is so far, you know, high up there that they felt like they should have known everything already. So they felt so isolated because they felt like they couldn't ask for help because it would be kind of like them admitting that they weren't at the level that they were supposed to be. So I'm trying to break myself out of that by reaching out to like um, the professors and other people in my classes so I don't feel so isolated. And that that's helped a lot. No, I, I think that's an experience I know very intimately, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, kind of related somewhat. I'm curious to know if your like weightlifting in the community that you have there has impacted the way you approach your schoolwork in any way. It it has. Um, with I'll say with weightlifting, you can, you have to motivate yourself, especially when you get to a certain weight that's heavy, you kind of have to motivate yourself and tell yourself that even though you've never lifted this weight, that you really can do it, like you're strong enough to do it. And the way I apply that to my, my, my coursework is that when I write a paper, I often have that negative self-talk, like you really don't know what you're talking about. Like you're not elaborating enough or, and then I just look at it and I'm like, I've gone through this course. I know what they're asking me to do. So just write the paper the way you know how to write the paper and turn it in. And it it kind of, it's like I'm motivating myself through it because I know that I can do it. So it it's kind of like weightlifting teaches you how to persevere in other areas of your life because you're always going to struggle. You're going to have failures in weightlifting, but, and you're going to have failures in real life, but it's just you have to keep motivating yourself and pushing yourself and eventually you're going to get stronger and you're going to learn what it is, you know, what you need to know to make it to the next level. And that's kind of how I see the doctoral program. No, I, I really like that. I think it's great that you have that like other example um, to kind of help you persevere. Okay. So I kind of want to, you kind of mentioned this earlier and you had like a lot of suggestions around timing, right? Like how, how you make time for work, working out and for doing um, your research and further mm-hmm. readings. So do you have any suggestion, any additional suggestions for making time to hit the gym? Uh, the number one thing is you have to, you have to prepare. Um, especially when I was, when I was also working um, eight hours in between, I would prepare everything the night before, like I would cook my meals the night before I would have, you know, my work clothes laid out, I would have my gym clothes laid out. And I would have, you know, the bags and stuff that I needed to go to work everything by the door. 
So there was no way of me saying, I'm not ready. I can't do this. I don't have time because I prepared everything the night before. So it would be literally just me having to wake up, you know, shower, and then everything's right there. So that's one thing that I learned. And um, the, only, the only thing that even me and one of the colleagues that I talked to, we both said that you just have to squeeze your work in when you can because I got so used to going by a schedule and then life would happen. And then I would have to work my coursework in around whatever was going on in my life in order to get it turned in on time. So even though there's a schedule, you have to be flexible because life is still gonna come at you when you're, when you're in grad school. It's just, it's just gonna happen that way. So in the beginning, I feel like when life happened, I would just be thrown off. But now it's kind of like follow this schedule. But then if life happens, just accept it and keep, you know, working at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very hope for the best, prepare for, for the worst. There you go. There you go. Another concern a lot of about money, right? And I know that petition coming up. Yeah, hopefully in July. Oh, that's soon. Okay, so how are yeah. you, like, in terms of money then, right, um, how, yeah. do you have any suggestions on, like, how to budget to, like, stay fit and finding a trainer and things of that sort? Um, what I would say when looking for a trainer is be extremely selective. I know on Instagram, everybody claims, everybody claims that, you know, working with them, you can lose weight things not always healthy and so when I found my trainer um, I looked for someone who has been had been doing it for a very long time worked with different types of bodies and um, was very open to my suggestions you know it wasn't just here's the diet that I want you to follow you know follow it exactly you know I told him you know, the foods that I did like, the foods that I didn't like, I was able to tell him, you know, what exercises I was comfortable doing, if I had any, you know, previous injuries. So it's very open communication. Um, I've had trainers before where they would just email me a program and then I really wouldn't hear from them. So you have to be very selective. A lot of the times the trainers that are very good, they are more expensive, but you can still find trainers that are within your budget. Um, if you're a beginner, you might do better finding a trainer that can actually walk you through everything, like send you videos or you know send you links to YouTube to help you out. And then if you're more advanced, then maybe you can find those programs where you can just download the program and do it yourself. Those are usually cheaper, but you have to have, you know, you have to already know what you're doing or you might hurt yourself. Um, budgeting. It is <laughs> budgeting in the trainer. It, it, it does take some doing because you have to, you know, make sure your bills get paid on top of this expense that you've now added. So um, what I try to do, I do invest some of my, my money and then I put money into savings and then I have, you know, my expenses just for, I, I guess I would consider entertainment or miscellaneous. And that's where I pull my money from my trainer from. I, I, I don't dip into my bills. I don't dip into my investment money or my savings money at all. Um, if it came down to it, I would cut 
the trainer before I cut investing or savings or anything else, because that's, that's a luxury at this point. Um, I do use financial aid for, for, um, for school. And because I'm a veteran, I also have a veteran discount off of, I think it takes off maybe like $400 off of the class for veterans. And, um, that is how I pay for everything. So my, I'm pretty sure my debt's pretty up there <laughs> at this point, but I'll, I'll get it paid off sometime. It'll happen. It always happens, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's really helpful. When you were talking about finding a trainer, I was like, this sounds like finding an, like the right advisor, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. You have to be very selective. I've even, I've had advisors where I never spoke to them. Like after I registered, I, I think I've gone through, I'm on my third advisor right now. And I think the first two, I got like a welcome email and then a, Hey, I'm leaving email. So um, it, wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, okay. So now I'm thinking, thinking ahead, right. To your competition. Mm-hmm. You said it was going to be in June or July. July. In yeah. July. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you think that that will like in, in any way interfere with your studies or you think you have a system in place where you can kind of like fit in everything that you need to do in preparation for that? Um, now that I think about it, I will probably be just starting a class when I go to compete. And I know like the first two or three weeks are always the hardest parts of the course. So I'm going to have to be really good with time management at that point. And when it comes to bodybuilding, so stress can really affect your body, especially when it comes to a competition. So I'm going to have to do a lot of work ahead of time, more than likely, and um, turn it in on the due dates, but just still have it all complete before I I go to compete. Um, I didn't even think of that. Thank you for thank you for mentioning that because I didn't even. No, I was I was just curious. (laughs) I mean, is it 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 won't it it shouldn't be hard. Um, When I I've I've been taking classes even when I was deployed in Afghanistan, so I used to always kind of run to the computer lab, turn something in, and then finish my day. So I'm assuming that I can still kind of squeeze homework and assignments in, in between prepping and getting ready to go on stage. That's how I'm envisioning it. So you got practice. You got practice. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm rooting for you. (laughs) Thank you. Cool. All right. So now um, on that note, right on a happy note of envisioning things for the future, I want to <laughs> move us into our lightning round. Right. So this is oh. where you where you say the first thing that comes <laughs> to mind is just a series of three questions. Um, okay. And the first one is, could you please provide us with three words to describe wellness in graduate school? Lightning round. Oh, my goodness. Healthy. This is 
Only thing I can think of is mind, body, and soul when it comes to wellness in graduate school. You need to have all of that in alignment in order to be successful. I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. Cool. All right. So next one. Um, could you offer two invaluable resources that have helped you in your wellness journey? Um, journaling has helped me and not, not stepping, not, not tracking the scale, I would say, um, not stepping on the scale all the time has definitely helped because you don't get so number focused and journaling just because on those days where you're not feeling a hundred percent. You know, you can turn to your journal and try to, you know, figure out what, you know, what happened or what's going on to make your day better. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge advocate of journaling. Um, okay, for the last question, it is, if you could please provide one piece of advice to listeners who are primarily women of color in graduate school who want to prioritize their wellness. It's not going to be easy, but it is most definitely worth it because graduate school is, is hard. Um, there's no way around it, it's hard. Um, not many people around you are gonna be doing the same thing. So instead of getting overwhelmed, we have to learn to take a break, go do something for ourselves and then come back with, a fresh, with fresh eyes, fresh mind and get right back to it. I think that's awesome. All right, so Brianna, if people want to follow up with you, if we want to know what happens at the fitness competition in a couple months, where can we find you online? Uh, my Instagram is becomingdrbri. Awesome. All right, I will make sure that we um, have that linked in the show notes. Brianna, it was great meeting you and talking with you today. Same here. I enjoyed it. Awesome. That's all I have for you on this episode. I hope that you heard something that inspires you along your wellness journey. And if so, share it with a friend. Until next time, take care.